Hello, and welcome to episode four of the podcast. Today we're going to dive into the first section of the actual practice process. The last episodes have sort of outlined what a practice process is, what to expect going forward, and today is going to be the first episode of the process. And so we're going to talk about some of the work that goes into a piece before you're actually physically practicing it. Uh, so today I'm going to start by talking about historical background information uh, and also get in a little bit to music theory actually next next week's episode we'll, t- we'll touch on the subject of music theory more thoroughly and try to find ways to practically apply knowledge from music theory to the act of practicing. The value of diving into the historical context of any piece of music is different for each player. But most great players have some background knowledge of the composer and the culture that created the compositions. A performer will be wise to research background information for each work they are learning, researching about the composer, the culture of that composer's time, and information about the compositional methods and performance practices used to create the piece have a significant impact on how one performs a work. Relevant performance practice such as the use of ornamentation, rubato, or slurs, are critical to performance. For example, Renaissance lute music does not slur as frequently as other eras because lutenists from that time period liked the the sound of plucked strings and the ability to control dynamics that plucking gave them. Music from the 19th century around the time of Chopin utilizes rubato much differently than the contrapuntal music from the time of Bach. Listening to players who specialize in a genre can be a shortcut to making your piece sound more authentic to the genre. As rewarding and valuable as it is to read text by scholars or source material from the time period of the piece you are performing, if you don't want to specialize in 17th century Baroque guitar music, listening to someone who does specialize in the genre and stealing their phrasing, rhythm, and ornaments can be a valuable learning experience and a fast way to quickly learn to play the genre with more authenticity. Music theory is another important element that can shape one's performance. Chord progressions in the Renaissance differ from the types of chord progressions one would see in Baroque music. Counterpoint also differed between the Renaissance and the Baroque. Music from 1750 onwards, as another example, has a different melodic character given the decreased use of contrapuntal techniques and greater emphasis on block chords and Alberti bass. Compositional methods and structures used for the music being performed are also important and can affect the way one sees and hears the piece. The fugue has several specific qualities critical to understanding and performing it. The ability to hear multiple melodic lines as both independent and a cohesive whole is a critical element of the style. Knowing what a subject is in a fugue, a counter-subject, and being able to hear changes to the subject, such as inversions of the subject, is critical to the genre and its performance. The prelude, on the other hand, can be interpreted differently from the fugue in the context of Baroque music. Preludes in Bach can often be played with greater rhythmic freedom than one would play a fugue with, with use of rubato to create a feeling of improvisation. Listening to a harpsichordist improvise a French prelude would be informative to any performer playing the works of Bach that have preludes in them. A gigue and a bourre both originate out of the French dance traditions. Knowing their particular rhythmic idiosyncrasies is crucial in making the pieces sound authentic to the style. 
listening to Julian Bream play at Robert de Vizze is a dramatically different experience than listening to Raphael Andia because of the rhythmic feel or groove that Andia brings to the music. The classical sonata has a structure that became standardized during the classical era. Knowing the difference between the exposition and the development section can play a role in determining one's interpretation. I often change tone colors for the main themes of the exposition as I play through the exposition a second time in order to create some contrast. Knowing how the exposition is structured and what to look for in terms of themes will affect the way one plays and works on the piece in their practicing. Last thing I want to talk about is knowledge of the composer and the culture that the composer lived in. While this might not have an exact effect in your practicing per se, I mean, you're not going to pick certain ornaments necessarily because you know a fact about the composer's life. Nonetheless, knowing information about the composer, the culture the composer grew up in, and the context in which the piece was performed during its time can create a richer experience of the piece. This information can also be interesting to bring up in between pieces during concerts. Important philosophical views of the culture and musicians from the time period often shape the mu music composed during that time. The emphasis on rhetoric during the Baroque had a significant effect on the way composers phrased in their compositions. The Enlightenment emphasis on objectivity and clarity influenced composers to emphasize simple and clear melodic lines and decreased use of ornamentation. That's the end of episode four. It's a little bit shorter than some of the ones we've had in the past. Next week is going to be a little bit more in-depth as I try to discuss concepts from music theory and explain how they can be more practically used and thought of in the context of practicing and performing. And that one's going to be a little bit more in-depth and require a little bit more work on my end. And also, this week is, the weekend I'm recording on is Easter. So um, doing a little bit less today than I might on other days. Thank you, thank you again for listening, and have a good week.